Hello there, I am Paul Church. I'm the director of the Anemo Group. We're a tech, data, and digital talent solution. And this is our podcast, Talent and Growth, where we discuss all things attraction and retention related. And today we've got Cyril George, the global head of talent acquisition at General Motors. And we're discussing how General Motors attracts a new generation of talent. And it's really interesting because General Motors is such an institution in the US, um, got a legacy of over a hundred years. Um, and how do they, change their values and their branding to attract a new wave of talent in to build their products. Um, so here's Cyril to explain all. Today we're joined by Cyril George. Cyril, how are you doing? I'm doing fantastic, sir. How are you? Yeah, I'm really good, thank you. I'm really good. And I'm excited to, to, to run this episode with you. And I thought um, a good place to start, as always, would be uh, maybe for you to give us a little bit of a background into your career and your journey and then your, your role now with General Motors. Absolutely. So I've been working from the mid part of 2000s and uh, I, I've, I've been for most of my time in General Motors. Uh, I joined GM sometime in 2006 and I was working with Ford prior to that, but uh, uh, so pretty much always an automotive. Um, but with General Motors, I've, I've done like different types of uh, roles within HR. So we started off uh, in uh, talent acquisition, but had an opportunity to go and do a stint in compensation. I love my stint as a field person. And, um, you know, I had an opportunity to go to Europe for a couple of years uh, and I was working there. Uh, and uh, about four years back came here uh, to the US. Uh, that's where I'm living right now. And uh, um, recently moved into talent acquisition about a year back. So it's like, a full circle coming back into talent acquisition and uh, I am I, I should tell you that this is one of the coolest jobs that I've ever done in my career and it is a lot of fun. Fantastic well look I, I want to find out exactly why it's one of the coolest jobs so first of all we have we have a lot of listeners like me who are based in the UK this is in Australia and perhaps over Europe a lot of people may not be completely familiar about General Motors as a business um, do you mind just kind of explaining a bit about the company and, and the scale. Yeah, so uh, General Motors, um, obviously I'm, I'm sure that we would have heard about General Motors as um, a car company and, and has been in existence for uh, more than 100 years right now. Um, you know, General Motors at different points of time have had very uh, different scales across uh, the entire globe. Right now, it's a very interesting time to be part of General Motors because um, there's this huge shift that is happening. Um, most of our product portfolios at this point of time is pretty focused on um, internal combustion engines. And that is going to shift from, we call it the ICE vehicles, internal combustion engines. So it's going to shift from that into a fully EV future. So it is... It is interesting uh, to be in General Motors right now because of the fact that we understand our history, we understand uh, how we have evolved as an organization, but it's also really cool for somebody like me to see how we are changing as an organization. And, and there is more tech that is coming into every aspect of our organization. And it's interesting for me to see how that has an impact on the culture, on the processes, on the people, and how we are getting ready for uh, our fully electric future. So that's 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 what GM is at this point of time. What's the what's the rough headcount of GM right now? 
Uh, I I would get this wrong, uh, but I think it is in the ballpark of a salaried headcount between about sixty-five to seventy thousand salaried employees globally. Fantastic. And why is it the coolest job you've ever had? Because uh, over the last couple of years, um, we have been on a, a, a big hiring mission, and 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 we have had huge amount of. Uh, uh, you know, folks that we need to hire at this point of time. And, 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 and for me, it's the coolest job because um, of, of various factors. One is, I, I did mention a little bit about the uh, tech transformation that is happening within the company. That is reflective in talent acquisition as well. Uh, I'm sure every one of you would have read about some kind of uh, uh, article around how difficult it is to hire at this point of time. There's, there's a huge shift that is happening in the talent landscape. So it is interesting to be uh, in, an, in an organization at a juncture where you are really trying to get the talent that will make a huge difference to our future and the market throwing huge number of challenges at you. Uh, there's, there's huge amount of investments that we are making from a tech standpoint. So it's a mixture of all of that. And uh, that's why it's the coolest job. Fantastic. Well, very good. And let's talk about the, some, the, the scale and the number of hires um, over the last few years, and then if you could kind of share some of the plans that you've, you've got for the next 12 months. Yeah, so um, if, if, if I look at the time frame between uh, 2017 and 2020, on an average, we used to hire about 3,000 to 3,500 salaried employees across uh, the globe. Uh, last year, we had a significant shift and we hired close to about 10,500 people. And this year, we would be, our, our forecast is to hire close to about 13,500 people. And uh, the, the, the one, one shift is obviously the, the, the sheer scale of what we are talking about from a hiring standpoint, but we are also um, looking at the kind of skills that we are hiring is also significantly changing. I mean, as, as, as you can uh, imagine, there is a huge amount of focus that is happening on the tech talent. So I would say about 80% of our hiring is in the tech talent space right now. So that's, that's, that's the kind of shift that is happening from a hiring standpoint. Perfect. And so like most businesses, and this is the same in the UK, um, tech talent is the, at the top of the agenda. Um, mm -hmm. In the UK, look, we're facing a real shortage in, in that particular labour market. I'm guessing it's it, it's a similar story over there. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and and uh, you know there is there is two things that has, uh, in fact, uh, I would say three major factors that is impacting uh, talent. One is, I would say that almost every company is is going on a hiring spree right now. So that is causing. Uh, demand in the in the market which is causing its own concerns the second one is the fact that there is a huge amount of reshuffle that is happening there's a lot of people there's this attrition is, is significantly high in many of the organizations and that is causing a huge amount of reshuffle so um, there is there is your new additions that is there and there is also pressure to replace some of the attrition that is happening so that is the second piece and the third piece is with the pandemic coming in, there is just a, uh, everybody is just uh, sort of pausing a moment and rethinking what makes sense to them. And during this particular period, there you do see there's a lot of 
um, talent from the labor market that is just exiting the labor market. So that is causing another issue with regards to the availability of talent. So it's a combination of this and, and, and I'm sure there are other factors as well, but majorly these three factors that is causing this particular issue right now. Fantastic. Cool. Got it. And I think um, that working at General Motors is obviously an institution in the US. Have you and how have you um, had to redefine the value proposition of General Motors to draw in a new talent pool? Yeah. So um, General Motors, uh, I mean, it's 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 um, it's driven from how we are changing ourselves as an organization and, and how our future is going to be. So there is a couple of things that I I. I, I could definitely point out to one is, um, you know, this is going to be a, a combination between what our past is going to give us and what our future offers us as well. So one of the things that I personally have found really, really um, interesting with a company like General Motors is the fact that you don't join General Motors as a job or, or get into a role. You tend to join General Motors and have a career. And that is one of the things that we want to sort of underscore in our conversations with an employee. Because like, for example, if I just take my, my own example, I joined in a, a particular role in... Uh, a space in India, um, and now I am in a, um, a global role out of uh, North America. So that's the benefit that you have with General Motors, that it's not one space or one role that you get to do. You get to do multiple roles and, and have an entire career out of uh, General Motors because it's just the scale offers you to go into multiple places and do multiple things. So that is one. The second one and the more important one, which is more specific towards our future and towards the talent that we are looking at is, um, you know, we found that in, in conversation with many of the folks that we hire, for many of the tech talent, uh, they, they, they have a creator mindset. And when you have a creator mindset, you want to see the product that you're working on and, and, and sort of get um, an opportunity to sort of see the entire, uh, how the product actually shows up. And, and, and for you to have a conversation with folks and say that, hey, this is the product that I worked on. So I recently was having a conversation with one of my uh, colleagues who is the uh, chief people officer of Bright Drop. And she um, um, uh, recently joined us uh, from, uh, uh, she, has, she has had experience in Google and in, with Lyft. And Bright Drop is one of our uh, startup ventures that we have, which is um, focused on, um, you know, electrifying the future of um, fleet vehicles. And she was giving me this particular example where in which um, um, she was having a conversation with her daughter and she saw a FedEx truck going and, and, and she was able, able to speak to her daughter and say that, hey, this particular truck that you see, um, this truck is going to be electrified in the future. This has an internal combustion engine right now, but it's going to be electri electrified in the future. And our company, that is Bright Drop that she's working for, is going to make a huge difference in that particular uh, uh, transition. So for uh, tech talent, for us, that, that, is, that has been our EVP, that you will get to see the product that you work and, and, and there is a bigger purpose in terms of what, the, the lines of code that you write, there's a bigger purpose that it's serving. So that's that's going to be the key of our EVP that we are going uh, with to the market. Yeah, that, that can't be kind of understated, can it? Because it's actually, if you're looking at a lot of the, the tech 
giants or, or tech startups or tech companies out there, very few of them actually produce a product which you can touch. Yeah. So it's a, so it's quite a unique selling point. So and what what so that creator mindset is going to get really tapped into when you when you're attracting talent. So I get that. Is, is there anything else that uh, General Motors do um, to excite potential talent about working for them? Yeah, I mean the the um, uh, the other dimension of a company like General Motors is that um, you know sometimes what ends up happening is, um, you know, I'm, I'm sure you've seen a lot of articles about, hey, this is what millennials want. And, um, you know, there's like a few pointers that is there, or somebody would say that this is what Gen Z wants and things like that. But it's, it's, it's very difficult for you to sort of uh, distill an entire generation into a few points and, and assume that everybody's going to behave exactly the same way, right? So with a company like General Motors, the diversity of options that you have is a very key factor. Uh, so for example, there could be somebody who's really interested in going into a manufacturing environment and gets a lot of satisfaction from looking at an entire process, taking waste out of the process and things like that. And there could be somebody who would want to work in a startup environment. With a company like General Motors, what we are able to offer is we could offer uh, different people what sort of is, is their particular um, a calling and what what they would want as a particular area that that satisfies their particular need. So the scalability uh, of 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 a company like sorry the scale of a company like General Motors and uh, uh, the diverse options that that we have is something which is very unique as well. Yeah, that makes sense absolutely. And what are you finding? You mentioned kind of Gen, you know, millennials or what we call Gen Z. Um, what what are Gen Z? Uh, looking for in their employers from your experience? Yeah, as I said, you know, anything we predict is going to become, you know, obsolete in 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 few weeks, months, time. But there are there are a few common threads that you see, and and I can see that, um, you know, consistently with some of the uh, folks that we hire. And one is. I personally think that uh, some of the uh, folks that we are getting right now are much more socially aware about the impact that they are creating with with like the day job that they do. And that drives a greater alignment in terms of what they do and what is the overall purpose of the organization. So for example, when when we had gone into some of the uh, discussions with some of the candidates who we hire in our early career talent uh, team from universities, um, the one that resonates with most of them is our uh, overall vision that we have of zero crashes, zero emissions, and zero congestion. So that is the one that, that sort of connects with uh, um, the folks that we're trying to hire. So that is one of the things that we see. The other one is, is I think it's a natural progression and that is um, gone. I, I personally think gone are the days where somebody is going to come into a company and, and think that, hey, this is the company that I want to retire from. Uh, people are, are looking for uh, smaller stints and, and, and I would see that, you know, the more um, uh, people we see, we are seeing that people are exceptionally curious about what's out there. So for a company like ours, one of the things is very important is, you know, when, when you had like 20 years to express to an employee as to how the career is going to grow and what is the different value as an organization that you can provide to that employee, that time frame 
is significantly reduced. And I think we are starting to think about, okay, what can we do in three years time? And what are some of the experiences that you can provide uh, within three years time? So that then gives them saying that, okay, do I want to renew this contract for another three years? and then take it to the next step rather than thinking from the perspective that, hey, I have 20 years to show that to this particular employee how much I love uh, this particular employee. So that's another shift that has happened that every company at this point of time is sort of transitioning to. How has, um, how has General Motors done in terms of retention? We've done really well last year. Um, so um, so if, I, if I take a comparison between 2020 and 2021, we didn't we moved slightly up, few decimal points up, but but not at a significant pace. We did see that there was a slight spike in the retirements that that happened, and 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 some of it is attributed to uh, COVID and and the fact that people have sort of taken different decisions based on the fact of their own experiences with COVID. But the overall um, uh, quits that we have had have been very similar to the previous years. So. Um, and especially when I compare it vis-a-vis the market, it, it, it has sort of um, surprisingly stayed at a, at a similar level to 2020. What, 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 what initiatives have you, have you got in place at General Motors to help with retention that you think have helped? Yeah, so I would, I would talk about uh, three quick initiatives. The first one is, uh, you know, this one would be considered by many as a very simple um, um, dimension, but this is personally, I think this has helped out really well. And that is uh, sometime early uh, last year, we came up with this uh, philosophy of work appropriately. And uh, this was a little bit different from some of the binary um, feedback that we were getting from uh, the market. So for example, there were companies that came and said that, hey, we're going to go fully remote and there are companies that came and said that on this particular date, we would have employees come back. This was even before the Delta variant could come in. Uh, but the approach that the leadership at General Motors had was work appropriately, which was for me very empowering to the employees, basically uh, leaving the decision to the employee and their uh, leader to sort of figure out what works well for different categories of people, right? Uh, so that, that really worked well. The second one is that our engagement scores have been the highest in the last couple of years. And in fact, the, the latest Pulse survey that we uh, constantly do on a quarterly basis with our employees shows that our engagement is at the highest level at this point of time over the last several years. And um, one of the things I would, I, would, I would definitely say is that, you know, General Motors takes um, employee engagement very seriously and that has paid off and, and that's definitely a contributing factor. And the third one is, the fact that, um, you know, in spite of everything that, that, that has happened and, and, and things like that, General Motors has been constantly focused on uh, what our future is going to be. And every time we, we, we have um, an update that has come from the leadership, they have just told about how we are going to accelerate our plan even quicker than what we were planning. So, over the last few years, right? I mean, we had um, the vision of 000 for several years now, but in the last couple of years with some of the product announcements and, and, and people working on these products, they are starting to see how this vision will become a reality because I'm sure that when we started off, 
people were thinking that, yeah, you know what, this is a really cool vision, but I don't see that this is going to come to a reality. But uh, over the last couple of years, there's been huge amount of progress that has happened towards that particular vision. And people are starting to see that this is not a, a tagline anymore. This is something that is becoming real. And that has sort of, sort of, uh, contributed to all of uh, the retention that is there as well. It's such a powerful message. I think the, the zero, 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 zero congestion, zero crashes, zero emissions. I mean, who's not going to want to be a part of that journey, right? Exactly. Exactly. And, and uh, sorry, go on. Sorry. I, I was just trying to say that, you know, the, the, the unique uh, uh, perspective that, that, uh, General Motors has is because General Motors, the, the, again, I, I go back and I've uh, sort of mentioned this several times, uh, the scale uh, the General Motors has, if, if, um, um, you know, if, you, if you start to think about the amount of cars that can go into electric and the impact that it has, it is a, it is a significant impact that, that a company like GM can have with a vision like this. So that, that's, that's what is resonating amongst people at this point of time. Yeah, absolutely makes sense. And and finally, I suppose, just based on your experiences and experience of General Motors, um, what advice would you give to businesses who are trying to look at appealing to Gen Z? Yeah, so uh, I mean, I, I start with a point that I would I would um, uh, like to make is is you know be curious about um, any um, employee that comes into your organization because uh, as I said, it is easy for us to sort of um, um, pigeonhole people and say that okay this is what this particular group wants uh, but it is it is extremely difficult to to form a strategy based on few data points of an entire generation so be curious and uh, one of the I, I just give a simple example that we use which which really helps us is there is a structured reverse mentoring program that is there uh, that most of our executives are, are partnering with several folks who have recently joined us to sort of understand what they need. And every conversation that we have, uh, we, we get a completely different perspective from uh, the talent that comes into the organization on, on, on you know, it, it, it's all, all the times it is sort of debunking some of the myths that we have about uh, a Gen Z or, or, or a millennial or a boomer. Uh, but the, the point is that to be extremely curious about the employees that you have and constantly be agile about what works, what is the policies that you want to change to sort of support that particular group on a constant basis and not be stuck to something that because, you know, you, you had a perspective and, and, and you thought that worked for a long period of time. So that's the one, one, one message that I would like to be is to be extremely curious. And just quickly then, that reverse mentoring, just explain mm -hmm. how that works. That's interesting. So re reverse mentoring is, is, a, is a, so I, I think everybody would know about how mentoring works, right? I mean, so basically it is like you, you get into a conversation with somebody who is early in their career and you tell them about how your career went and how your uh, uh, how you were successful as a leader in the organization and things like that with reverse mentoring what happens is you get into a structure very similar to that but you ask a lot of questions and you're genuinely curious about what is happening um, and what did some of your processes what messages did it leave with the um, um, 
uh, new employees. So for example, I would ask questions like, hey, how, how did you think our interview process went? And when you applied um, in our um, um, career side, what are some of the things where you felt um, really um, um, positive about and was there certain things that you want us to change and things like that? So that gives us a very, very good perspective. And uh, I can tell you there's so many uh, things that we are removing from the application and, and we are continuing and I'm sure we will continue to remove just because of some of the feedback that we've received in that particular space. Well, what's some of the feedback you've received? So what's, what are the, some of the things you've removed because of the feedback? So one of the things at a very high level that we 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 want to do is we have sort of realized that uh, so we had an application which is um, which is the same application irrespective of you know what are the kind of positions that you come through right it's a standard application process you just ignore um, you know certain places if you it it is not applicable to you. Um, so we um, are moving into a system and we are in the process of changing that, but we're moving into a system which is going to be hosted apply, where in which depending upon the role that you're going to come into, um, you uh, are going to go through a completely different uh, set of application in the sense that there are certain roles where I probably just need your name and your CV and your uh, phone number, that's it. Um, and, and there are certain applications where we might have to ask you some more specific questions. So that is one example of, of moving from a standard application to a hosted applies, an example of a feedback that comes through this particular channel. Gotcha. Makes sense. Well, Cyril, look, thank you so much. I really appreciate um, all the content and ideas you've given us today. Um, if somebody would like to reach out to you and pick your brain on anything, what's the, what's the best way for them to do so? Best way is for them to reach out to me through LinkedIn. That is one of the uh, social medias that I'm, I'm, I'm active in. And otherwise, they could send me an email. My email address is uh, cyril.george. That's my first name, dot last name. A dot note at gmail.com amazing thank you so much well listeners thank you for tuning in today if you enjoyed this episode please do share it with one other person and maybe even give us a tag on linkedin apart from that i'll see you next time cyril thanks so much um, i hope to have you back sometime awesome paul thank you take care